0: आसु वासु देवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञानतिमिरान्धस्य ज्ञानान्जनसलाकाय तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः Sri Chaitanyaman Obhishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Hakadamahem Dadati Svapadanticam, Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Padakamalam, Sri Guruṁ Vaishnavam Sha, Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganarakunathan Vitam Tam Sadvaitam, Savadhutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Sri Vishakhan He Krishna Karuna Sindho, Dina Bando, Jagat Pate, Gopeshagopika Kanta, Radha Kandanamostu Taptakanchanagorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Sute Devi Pranamami Hare Priye Vanchakalpatarubhya Sha Kripa Sindhubhya Paditanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavibhya Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhūtale Shrīmate Bhaktivedanta Svāma Niti Nāmine Namaste Sāraswate devi Gauravāṇi Pracāriṇe Nirviseśa Sunyavādī Pāścātya Desyatāriṇe Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityānanda Shri Advaita Gadadharas, Sri Vasa, the Gaurav Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. All these prayers also we should know the meaning. What we just chanted? Hmm, called Mangalacharana. We should know the meaning. Otherwise, we are simply chanting some wild sounds, you know, wild sounds, like in the forest. There is actually a word verse like that, you know. I'll show you. If you don't know what we are chanting... Amna yabhasanan yaranyaruditam, Veda vratan yanvaham, made us chedapalanipurta vithaya, servam hutam basmani, tirthanam avagahananichagaja, snanam vinayatpada, dvandam poruhasam spritim vijayate, devasanarayana. So, here the meaning of this verse is from the Mukundamala Stotra. All glories to Lord Narayana, without remembrance of his lotus feet, recitation recitation of scripture is merely crying in the wilderness, you know, recitation of the, recitation of the scripture is merely crying in the wilderness, that means reciting all these slokas, without knowing what we are doing, is like Aranya Ruditam, Aranya means forest, Ruditam means crying, crying in the forest, some wild sounds. And regular observance of severe vows, like we do severe tapasya, fasting, this thing, enjoined in the Vedas is no more than way of weight, losing weight. If we don't do it for the Lord, it is just all tapasya is to just to lose weight only. <coughs> Execution of prescribed pious duties is like pouring oblations into ashes and bathing at various holy sites or holy places of pilgrimage is no better than an elephant's bath <coughs> okay we'll start the class bhagavad gita 336 and 37 we'll chant the 36 actually we'll chant the both <coughs> arjuna uvacha अथकेन प्रयुक्तो यम पापं चरति पुरुषः अनिच्छन्नपि वार्ष्णेय बलादिवनियोचितः Sri Bhagavan Vacha, text 37. Sri Bhagavan Vacha, Kama Esha Krodha Esha, Rajogunasamud Bhavaha, Mahasano Mahapapapma, Vidhyenam Mihavayarinam. I think you just watch it online and mute it so that the sound doesn't come. Because the screen is uh, not not doing its job at all. <clears throat> no, no, it's a problem with the connection. It doesn't matter. Just just switch on the online screen. Our Facebook. Page, video section, facebook.com slash skm.sg slash videos. You can see our live video there. We'll, I think, go straight to the word to word because it will take too much time otherwise. Arjuna Uvacha Arjuna said, Atha. Then Kena by what? Prayukta impelled Ayam One Papam Sins Charati Does Purusha A Man Anichan without desiring Api although Varshneya, O descendant of Vrishni. Balat, by force. By, force. by force. Eva, Eva. as if. if. Niyojitah, engaged. Translation and purport by Zdravangraj S.S. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shlaprabhupada ki. Arjuna said, O descendant of Vrishni, by what is one impelled to sinful acts, even unwillingly, as if engaged by force? Please repeat. Arjuna said, O descendant of Vrishni, by what is one impelled to sinful acts, even unwillingly, as if engaged by force? See, you show him also because you cannot see the screen, no? PURPORT. A living entity, as part and parcel of the Supreme, is originally spiritual, pure and free from all material contaminations. Therefore, by nature, he is not subject to the sins of the material world. But when he is in contact with the material nature, he acts in many sinful ways without hesitation and sometimes even against his will hmm? No, you, you hear first later he will how long does it take for you to, to, to facebook.com slash skm.sg slash videos you go directly to Direct that page. Huh? otherwise you will go facebook then search for iskm then search for videos it will waste of time But when he is in contact with the material nature, he acts in many sinful ways without hesitation and sometimes even against his will. As such, Arjuna's question to Krishna is very sanguine as to the perverted nature of the living entities. Although the living entity sometimes does not want to act in sin, he is still forced to act. Sinful actions are not, however, impelled by the super soul within, but are due to another cause, as the Lord explains in the next verse. So, this is Arjuna's question now. What is Arjuna's question today? Have you heard attentively? What is Arjuna's question? This is Arjuna's question. O descendant of Vrishni, he is asking Krishna, by what is one impelled to sinful acts? Put in full screen. By what is one impelled to sinful acts, even unwillingly, as if engaged by force? We don't want to act sinfully, but we are forced to act sinfully. By what? What What causes this? Mm-hmm. This is the question Arjuna is asking. It's a very important question, right? We all face, face this problem. We are inadvertently pulled by sinful acts. We are forced to commit now, in the purport, Prabhupada says, sinful actions are not, however, impelled by the super soul within. Hmm. This is why the super soul cannot be blamed, Paramatma cannot be blamed for our sinful activities. Uh, that is explained in the fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Five fifteen Nadate Kasuchit papam, Nachaiva Sukritam, Vibhu Agnane avritam, Gyanam, Tena Muhantijan Nor does the Supreme Lord assume anyone's sinful or pious activities. Embodied beings however are bewildered because of the ignorance which covers their n- real knowledge. Due to ignorance, uh, we are bewildered and we commit sinful activities but the Lord does not assume our, react, our actions and the Lord also does not impel or force us to commit these sinful activities. See, uh, So, what is the cause? So Prabhupada explains there is another cause which uh, causes us to act like this. What is that? So that is the next verse. 37 Shri Bhagavan So no need, no need to repeat. Kama Esha Krodha Esha Rajoguna Samud Bhavaha Mahasha no Mahapapma vidhyenam mihavairinam. So Shrib bhagavan vacha So Krishna himself is speaking. Why so much? Agitation, huh? It'll take a little bit a while. Oh, it's all stuck. They are also stuck. Huh? Okay, anyway. Don't don't move so much, it'll distract into me. Shri Bhagavana vacha kama esha Esha rajoguna samudhavaha, mahashano maha papma vidhyenam Mihavairinam Now Krishna is explaining. We'll actually go by word to word. Shri Bhagavan Vacha, the personality of God had said, Kamaha lust. Eshaha, this. Krodhaha, wrath. Eshaha, this. Raja guna, the mode of passion. Samudbhavaha, born of. Maha, ashanaha, all devouring. Maha Papma greatly sinful. Vidhi, No enam this iha in, this, in the material world vairinam greatest enemy the supreme personality of god had said it is lust only arjuna which is born of contact with the material mode of passion and later transformed into wrath, and which is the all devouring sinful enemy of this world so what is causing us to act sinfully Hmm? what is causing us what it is just here not paying attention this is called one year in one year out don't be physically present and mentally absent be mentally present even though physically absent like those who are online I hope they are mentally present (coughs) so you have to Try to understand what we are hearing. It is lust only. I will repeat. Huh? What is Arjuna's question? What causes us to act sinfully, even, even unwillingly, as if engaged by force? That is Arjuna's question. So, Krishna is answering. It is lust only. What is that? Uh, Lust, which is born of the contact with the material mode of passion and later transformed into wrath. What is wrath? Huh? Not sufferings, anger. Lust is transformed into anger because when lust cannot be fulfilled, then we it become, it become angry. And which is the all-devouring sinful enemy of this world. Uh, this is the sinful enemy that is causing us to act sinfully. Lust, because of our own lust. And that is causing us. We don't want to commit. Nobody likes to commit a murder, right? Nobody likes to commit a murder. But why somebody does it? Of course, there are some mentally deranged people, serial killers. That's another mentally mental disorder. But those who are usually, they would not have murdered anyone they will suddenly be engaged in one murder. Why? Because some love story and then some love triangle and then love failure and then it goes into murder. Starts with lust. It all appears sweet and nice in the beginning. In the end, it turns out horrible. So, lust later transformed into wrath, anger and which is the all-devouring sinful enemy of this world. purport. Listen attentively. Okay? I don't want to repeat twice everything. When a living entity comes in contact with the material creation, his eternal love for Krishna is transformed into lust. What is transformed into lust? Huh? What is transformed into lust? where is the retention at all yeah when a living entity comes in contact with the material creation his eternal love for Krishna is transformed into lust in association with the mode of passion Rajoguna or in other words the sense of love of God becomes transformed into lust now see the example remember this example as milk in contact with sour tamarind is transformed into yogurt. Milk is purely existing and then you add a contamination, a sour substance like lemon or tamarind, it will become yogurt, it will become something else than it actually was. So it is transformed. Uh, But What is the tamarind here? Hmm? yes material creation our original love is transformed into lust the love is connect, uh, compared with milk lust is compared with fill in the blanks lust is compared with huh? absolutely inattentive alarmingly inattentive lust is compared with yogurt love is compared with milk and lust is compared with yogurt and what is the tamarind what is the contamination that uh, material world when we come into this material world that is the contamination and it is exhibited as lust then again when lust is unsatisfied it turns into wrath when we become frustrated in our lust, we become frustrated and becomes anger. Hmm. And then wrath is transformed into illusion. When we become angry, smriti brahmsad, we forget our original position and we act in very unnatural ways. And illusion continues the material existence see in this way one, le- one thing leads to another one thing leads to another therefore lust is the greatest enemy of the living entity and it is lust only which induces the pure living entity to remain entangled in the material world wrath is the manifestation of the mode of ignorance lust is the mode of in the manifestation of mode of very good this is what i want passion wrath is the manifestation of the mode of Ignorance. Tamogun. Rajogun is mode of passion. Tamogun is mode of ignorance. These modes exhibit themselves as wrath and other corollaries. Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Mada, Matsarya. These are the six enemies. What are they? Lust, Anger, Kama, Krodha. Lobha, Greed. Uh, Moha, illusion, mother, madness and matsarya, envy. Hmm. These are the corollaries here mentioned. If therefore, the mode of passion instead of being degraded into the mode of ignorance is elevated to the mode of goodness by the prescribed method of living and acting, then one can be saved from the degradation of wrath by spiritual attachment. This is the. This is why we have so many rules, in the Vedas. Why do we have so many rules in the Vedas? Again. Hmm? Promote us to the mode of goodness. From where? Ah, passion. <coughs> Instead of. Yeah, only one person is answering, two persons. Instead of degrading to the mode of ignorance, we have to arise to the mode of goodness. That doesn't happen easily. You want to climb a hundred story building? It is difficult. But to jump from there is very easy. From hundred floor to zero floor is very fast, you can come down. But to 0 to 100 is a... You jump down, you fall into 0 in seconds. But going up is a difficult part. It will take some time. So our gravity in this material world is towards the mode of ignorance. So to rise to goodness, sattvagun, what what do I mean by gravity? Gravity means you leave something, it will fall down, right? That is gravity. So if you don't put any effort in this material world, you're automatically in the mode of passion and you'll go down towards, towards ignorance with no effort. That's why it is very easy to commit sinful activities. Eating meat, illicit sex. You don't control. Then if there is no control in your head, okay, there is no marriage, there is no nothing, there is no rules. If there are no rules, people automatically go into ignorance only. They won't rise, they won't become saintly. No, for that you need discipline. You don't need any discipline to commit illicit sex. Gambling, intoxication and meat-eating. You don't need any advice. No need any education for somebody to do all these sinful activities. By nature, people will do that only. People who are not educated in the values of life, they automatically will do that. That is where we gravitate towards in this material world. Downward. So to rise to sattvagun. We need some support system and that is all these rules and regulations in the Vedas to come to the Sattva because from Sattva we can transcend to Shuddha Sattva mode of transcendental goodness where we can actually worship Krishna. Mode of goodness is Prabhupada explained like a airport. Suppose kingdom of God now I'll just give a material example Prabhupada gave this example. So now suppose from here if you want to go to London. Now nobody wants to go anywhere because of the coronavirus, but if <laughs> we want to go to another place, say London or India, Delhi, what is the best way to go? What is the best way? By flight. Right? Now if you catch the flight, you will reach to you will reach Delhi. Now, in this Singapore, to catch the flight, where you have to go? Airport. airport. So, and if you are in the airport, but if you miss the flight, you will not reach Delhi. So, Sattvagon is like that, like the airport in this material world, from where we can take off and go to the spiritual world. Just by being in Sattvagon is not enough. It's a favorable position. Just like to be in the airport is a favorable position to go to Delhi. But still if you miss your flight, you will not go yet. So Gun is like that. It is the most favorable situation from which you can fly or take off to the spiritual world. And that plane is called Shuddha Sattva. The mode of transcendental goodness in which you can actually achieve the goal of actually reaching the spiritual world. So, mode of goodness is still in the material world. Just like airport is still in Singapore. It's not that you have a, went to airport. I am now in India, Delhi. No, you're still in Singapore only. But it is a favorable ground where from where you can actually take off. In other parts of Singapore, you're still in Singapore, but you're far away. You cannot catch the flight to Delhi. So, like that. So, the, all the rules are to for us to rise to the mode of goodness from which we can actually take off. For that taking off, uh, we have to take shelter of the spiritual master. Then we have the ticket. Otherwise, you go to airport, you don't expect to sit in the plane without a ticket. (laughs) You would have ticket also, right? Hmm. So, actually, like many people say, oh, I am in the mode of goodness. I am vegetarian. I am uh, sattvic. I eat sattvic food. Yeah, you may eat sattvic food or whatever. You are still in the airport only. No ticket. You don't have ticket. You cannot go anywhere. You must have Guru. A bona fide Guru at that. And not only you have a Guru. Okay, I have a Guru. I initiated already. But I don't follow anything. No, that is also not there. That also won't work. We have to follow. You have to follow. Then that is the ticket by which we can go to Krishna. Hmm. So, Sorry. Huh? Very good. So, if therefore the mode of passion instead of being degraded into the mode of ignorance is elevated into the mode of, to the mode of goodness by the prescribed method of living and acting, then one can be saved from the degradation of wrath by spiritual attachment. By spiritual attachment, what attachment? Spiritual attachment. It means attachment to Krishna and any, everything connected with Krishna. That is spiritual attachment. The Supreme Personality of God had expanded Himself into many for His ever increasing spiritual bliss. Yato va imani bhutani jayante. This is from the Vedas. Uh, he expanded Himself into many for His own. Uh, there is another, another also. Leelanu rakto. I think in the 4.9 purport. Hmm. Purusha Bodhini Upanishad Eko Devo Nitya Leelanurakto Bhakta Vyapi hridyan taratma. The one Supreme Personality of Godhead is eternally engaged in many, many transcendental forms and relationships with His unalloyed devotees. So, He, for His own Leela Nuraktha, Nitya Leela for His eternal pastimes, uh, He has expanded into many for His own enjoyment. So, we are all that many. We are supposed to cooperate with His enjoyment. <laughs> So the Supreme Personality of God had expanded Himself into many for his ever-increasing spiritual bliss, and the living entities are parts and parcels of this spiritual bliss. They also have partial independence, but by misuse of their independence, when the service attitude is transformed into the propensity for sense enjoyment, they come under the sway of lust. Anything went inside? Mm. Now it is. Uh, it is not sync, okay. So they have partial independence, but by misuse of their independence, what is our independence? Okay, what is our partial independence? It has to be understood first of all. The Lord is supremely independent. Another name of the Lord is Swarat. Swarat means completely independent, he can do whatever he wants, and uh, he cannot be blamed for anything. Hmm. We can do anything. We cannot do anything we want. We will be blamed. If we we start having an affair with so many girls, we will be blamed. That is sin. But Krishna has no sin. He can enjoy with unlimited number of girls. Because everything is meant for his enjoyment after all. Mm. So, they have, they also have partial independence. Now, we have partial independence. What is our... We are sample God. Prabhupada many times said. We are what? Sample of God. So, whatever God has, we also have. But he has an unlimited quantity. We have an minute quantity. Infinitesimal quantity. He has an infinite quantity. So, Krishna has infinite freedom. Independence. We have minute independence. So, what is our independence? What choices do we have? Only two. Either serve Krishna or reject that service and be kicked by Maya either we serve Krishna or we serve Maya Maya is also his energy only just like an uh, um, outlaw an outlaw a criminal he wants to defy the law he wants to go out of the law so an outlaw cannot be out of the law he may defy civil law that will only end him up in more stringent law which is criminal law. So, an outlaw is never out of the law but it is in, he is under the more stringent law, um, criminal law. So, there he has to serve the government. In the prison, The they will push him, oh, you do this, you do this, you, so many punishments are there. So, he has to obey. He could have rather obeyed normal civil law, when he was outside and he can have more freedom. He thinks, out of his stupidity, that if I go out of the law, they say rules are meant to be broken. Hmm. That's, That's a general tendency of rascals, conditioned souls. We have this problem, rules, we want to break the rules always. We think by breaking the rule, we have more freedom. But we don't understand that actually by following the rule, we have more freedom than by breaking the rule. For example, traffic lights are there. Ah, Who cares? I just go. What happens? Accident. I will die. Where is the freedom? I wanted more freedom, but ended up worse. Either I die or I am paralyzed for the rest of my life. There is no freedom then. I cannot even lift my hand. I cannot have the freedom to even lift my hand. Hmm? So, by breaking the rule, we are running a risk of more stringent control and very unfavorable control. So, it is better to be under the civil law. Just follow the traffic light. However, you are frustrated, stop at the red light. Because that frustration is better pain than being paralyzed or die and become a ghost. It is better pain than become all, becoming all that. So it is better to stop, stop at the red light. It is much, much lesser price to pay. That frustration is much lesser price. Hmm. You wanted to go five minutes faster to the destination, but ended up eternally late. <laughs> You're never going to reach there, probably. Hmm. So, uh, so uh, a a person with without much intelligence, he cannot see this bigger picture he wants oh no i i want to break the law i want to, i want to enjoy more i want more freedom so what happens more more suffering so we have misused our independence we have two choices either to serve krishna or not by misuse means what we have chosen not to serve krishna what we have chosen what we have chosen oh. so therefore we are here in this material world We want to enjoy on our own. We want to be the enjoyer. Eh, Why Krishna be the enjoyer? I will be the enjoyer. This is our misuse. So we have partial independence and that also we misused. That's why we are here. When the service attitude is transformed into the propensity for sense enjoyment, they come under the sway of lust. Prabhupada gave a beautiful example. He proved with logic, nice, simple logic, how lust is actually actually transformation of love. What is lust for example? So a boy is attracted to a girl. is lust. Now if you examine closely where from that attraction comes? Okay, he is attracted by the features of the girl or by the mannerisms of the girl or whatever it is. Now, all those features and mannerisms whatever it is so it ap- appears that he is superficially he is attracted by the body of the girl. So now, if that dead body of that girl is given to the boy, will he be interested? No. So actually, where is where is that attraction actually coming from? The soul of that girl. He is attracted to the body. Yes. But it is not just the body, because if he was given the dead body, Oh, you are attracted to the body, okay, give the dead body of that girl, what will happen? He is not interested. So, although our affection is now towards the body, it is there because the soul is present inside, otherwise we would not have been interested. And why are we interested with the soul's presence? Because the soul is actually part and parcel of the super soul, Paramatma. Our original attraction is there actually to Paramatma or to the Supreme Lord. Now, it is only reposed on one minute part and parcel of that Lord, which is that soul in that girl's body. And, and that also is transformed into the attraction for the body of that girl. You see? How, it has transformed. So, Prabhupada nicely explained this. So, one is attracted to the body of the girl, because there is soul in that body. And one is attracted with the soul's presence, because the soul is, Soul is what? Of what? Uh, Be attentive. Soul is part and parcel of the supreme soul, Paramatma. You know, I talk about attentiveness. This Rasikananda story, I told you, right? Last time, last class or something. Rasikananda was, his, his guru was... Giving class, Shamananda Pandit. He was giving class, Bhagavatam class. So Rasikananda was hearing attentively. But something happened, he just saw saw somewhere. And then for a few seconds, Shamananda kicked him on the face twice. Until he fell down. On the face, not slapped, kicked. Uh, Lift the leg and kick on the face. So, try to understand how seriously you should be attentive. Don't be distracted with small, small things. Don't be distracted. Because this is is what our whole material life, we have wasted millions and millions of lifetimes. By this one thing, we can actually go back. You have already done all the pious activities in the previous lives to be born or come into the contact of devotees. And... In the association of devotees, full-time devotees, even rare. And even among full-time devotees, now we have problem with ISKCON, where bogus gurus are being promoted. But here is Ritvik system, where Prabhupada is there. So that is even rare. Um, now with this coronavirus, even to associate with devotees also very rare. We cannot even come and associate with devotees. Now that chance also you have. After all this sitting in the class, sitting in the thing, and you are not attentive. What is the use? What is the use of all these, all this that you have done and to come into this stage and just to jump down again? You have climbed the high building only to jump down. What is the point? You don't make that mistake. You know? <clears throat> so they have also, they also have partial independence. But by misuse of their independence, when the service attitude is transformed into the propensity for sense enjoyment, They come under the sway of lust. This material creation is created by the Lord to give facility to the conditioned souls. Why this material creation was made? Why this creation, the whole grand creation with so beautiful mountains, scenery, this, that, you know, so many species, so many planets in the sky and everything. Such a grand arrangement. Why? to give facility to the conditioned souls, to fulfill their lustful propensities. Just because we wanted some stupid desire to be fulfilled, just to satisfy our senses, for our sake the Lord has created this material world, so that our lust can be fulfilled, or so called scratched, that itch may be scratched. So by scratching and scratching, you will one day understand that it is actually not... uh, Profitable because it is turning worse when a, when there is some mosquito bite Then we scratch and scratch and scratch will become worse. You will want to scratch That is a general tendency you want to scratch, but the more you scratch the more will become a wound It will become worse and worse best way to Cure that is just tolerate tolerate that itch. Don't scratch it hmm. But we want to scratch Lord gives okay, you scratch uh, until you understand that it is painful. You go on scratching for trillions of years. That that lust is like the scratch, itchy, itching sensation. Lust is like the itching sensation. This is Pralad Maharaj said. I don't know the tune of this. Yan maithu nadi griha oh, It's like the Brahma Samhita. Yan maithu Sukam griha medhi sukham hituchham kandu yanena karayoriva dukha dukham tripyantineha kripana bahudukha bhajaha what is this sex life okay of all lust lust is not just sex life everything the desire to enjoy our senses is lust if i want to eat some food oh i like i like biryani oh i like so that is also lust if i want to satisfy my senses that is lust in any way whichever of our senses are of all the lusts, the highest is sex life, adhirasa, for so there is the most enjoyment in the material world. Hmm. Sex life is compared to the rubbing of two hands to relieve an itch. Grahamedhis, so called Grahastas who have no spiritual knowledge, think that this itching is the greatest platform of happiness, although actually it is a source of distress. The Kripanas, the fools who are just the opposite of brahmanas are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment. Those who are dhira, however, who are sober and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals. So, it is like an itch. So, the only way to uh, come out of the suffering is to just tolerate the itching and not scratch it. It will go away in 2-3 days, that itch of the mosquito bite. But of course, the lust (laughs) will not go in 2-3 days, uh, whole lifetime. But if one can develop attraction for Krishna, then we can overcome that. We will learn more. Going back. Krishna... Hmm... The material creation is created by the Lord to give facility to the conditioned souls to fulfill their lustful propensities and when completely baffled by prolonged lustful activities, the living entities begin to inquire about their real position. That's when we start to question, why, why am I not being happy? I am trying so hard. I think there is a song, an English song. When I was a teenager, I used to hear this. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. That's exactly the truth in the material world. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Because we try so many things, we do so many things. Oh, I'm a big millionaire like Alibaba, for example. That, what is his name? Jack Ma. Alibaba, CEO. He was just, you know, everything he tried failed. Everything he tried failed. Once he even applied for a convenience store, you know, like 7-Eleven job. I think uh, 23 of them applied, 22 got through. He is the only one who did not even get through for a convenience store receptionist job. (laughs) That also he failed. And uh, suddenly he started this Alibaba.com and now he is one of the richest man on the planet. One of the richest man on the planet. He is shown as a success story, you know, he is a big success story and you got so far. He tried very hard and got very far, but in the end, when he dies, it doesn't even matter. Because all that is not, he is not going to take anything with him. Huh? Where are we? What is this? Why is he still showing? Everything is messed up in this display. So, it is showing as 7945, but actually it is uh, 337 purport. So, whatever. So, yeah. So, uh, this is the thing with material desires. So, when everything fails, then we start to question, why? Why? Why am I suffering? Even though trying very hard. And then we start to inquire about what is life. So there is Karma Kanda and then there is Jnana Kanda. Then we, inc- then we want to have some Jnana. What is actually life? Self-realization, self-awareness. Nowadays, self-awareness, they are uh, translating in differently. Self-awareness means to know what are your likes, what are your dislikes, or what do you want to do with life, what, what is the job you should do. You know, don't just do the regular job of you know office if you are not made for it so understand yourself first that day term as self-awareness or self-realization no that that, that that is not self-realization means you understand the self the soul so then when one begins to inquire into the real position then one is one needs the vedas one needs the guru so this inquiry is the beginning of the Vedanta Sutras wherein it is said Athato one should inquire into the Supreme and the Supreme is defined in Srimad Bhagavatam as itaratascha, or the origin of everything is the Supreme Brahman. The origin of everything is the Supreme Brahman. Brahman means not the Lord Brahma. No, no, no. Brahman means uh, Parabrahman. Supreme Brahman means... Parabrahma, that is Krishna. Therefore, the origin of lust is also in the Supreme. Lust is coming from where? Krishna. Then you may say, "Eh, see, Krishna is also lusty. Yeah, he can be lusty. Lust means what? To satisfy my own senses. And love means what? To satisfy Krishna's senses. The desire to satisfy Krishna's senses is love. And the desire to satisfy our senses is lust. So for Krishna, if he wants to satisfy his own senses, that is what actually it's all about. Rishikena, Rishikesha Sevanam. His senses have to be satisfied. He can be lusty. He wants to enjoy with million girls, he can. He will not get AIDS. He will not get we, do, we try this kind of thing, and we get STD. <clears throat> therefore, the origin of lust is also in the Supreme. If therefore, lust is transformed into love for the Supreme or transformed into Krishna consciousness or in other words, desiring everything for Krishna, then both lust and wrath can be spiritualized. Hanuman, the great servitor of, uh, servitor of Lord Ram, exhibited his wrath or anger, by burning the golden city of Ravana. But by doing so, he became the greatest devotee of the Lord. By exhibiting his anger, he became greatest devotee of the Lord. Here we say, uh, anger is our great enemy. But how by anger he became greatest devotee? Because he used the anger in Krishna's service. By becoming angry against those who are against Ram, Ravana. Here also in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord induces Arjuna to engage his wrath upon his enemies for the satisfaction of the Lord. Again, Arjuna also is fighting. You cannot fight without anger. You should have some kind of, you know. So, that uh, anger, Krishna is asking Arjuna to employ in his service by becoming angry against the Kauravas and fighting with them. Therefore, lust and wrath, when they are employed in Krishna consciousness, become our friends instead of our enemies. Hmm. So the best way to fight a battle. There is a nice verse. Buddhiryasya balam tasya. Buddhir yasya balam tasya. Abuddhasya kuto balam Those who have intelligence, he has strength. Those who have no intelligence, he does not have strength. Like Prabhupada gave the example of the which story in this connection, the lion and the rabbit, how the rabbit won against the lion, you know the story, you don't know, in childhood we have heard also, also the story. So this rabbit, so the jungle, forest animals, they struck a deal with the lion, because the lion is indiscriminately killing all the animals. So all the animals came to a meeting first, so they said, this lion is too much, we will have a deal with the lion, so they decided one day, every day one, one animal will go as food, sacrifice themselves, so that the rest of them can be in peace, Hmm? so every day one, one animal will go and the lion will eat, actually lion does not eat every day, so whenever the lion wants, one animal will go, so that was the deal, so in that way, the lion can just sit down and all the animals will come. So they proposed this to the lion. Lion said, "Okay, fine. This is good. I don't need to run. You come." So while it was going on nicely, one day one rabbit's turn came. Rabbit had to go. So rabbit thought of a plan. He first uh, waited for a while. He went a little late to the lion. <clears throat> then the lion was, became, was very angry what is this not on time where is this rabbit so when the rabbit came late the lion was very angry then the lion asked then the rabbit said no no please don't be angry with me why why you have come late don't you understand that I am the king of this forest yes that's exactly why I became late because I was arguing with another lion. Because that lion was saying uh, that lion was the king. Now I said no. You are the king. That lion wanted to eat me but I argued. No, no, I, you cannot eat me. Only this lion can eat. I am going to them. Oh, very good. I am very happy. Where is that lion? Who is that trying to compete with me? I have come. I will show you. He led the lion to the one well. One well was there. The, the lion is hiding inside this. No, then he looked down in the, in the well, then he saw his own reflection. Ah, then he jumped into the well and he died. So, balam tasya. Lion is so much stronger than rabbit, but rabbit won because he has buddhi. Lion did not have buddhi, <laughs> no intelligence. So, um, that is the way we have to use the buddhi to engage how now we have enemies we, we know we have enemy lust and uh, anger and all the kama krodha lobha moha all are our enemies now how to win against the enemies use our buddhi so turn the enemies into friends you know like a spy you know this uh, in india ajit doval you know ajit doval mr ajit doval no he is in the bjp party now he was a, uh, in the he was in the intelligence department raw like um, like fbi cid like C, what? cid yeah. is that part? in India cbi in america cid yeah so anyway there is raw raw is the intelligence department of india so he was in that and now he is the some advisor in the bjp whatever it is so he you know what he did there were militant groups in assam even in sri lanka and even in uh, kashmir he infiltrated when he was younger now he's older when he was younger he infiltrated these groups and that group was actually against the government so instead of having a full shootout and you know violence he went and turned the mind of the leader, <laughs> and made him into a friend of the government in Assam. He did the same in Sri Lanka also. Interesting story. So, what he did, effecti- I mean, effectively was by using intelligence, he defeated, turned the mind. So now we have enemies. We know at least we have known where what is our enemies. And next few verses later, he will also. Uh, describe where those enemies are. Uh, I think we will just show that. Indriyani Mano Budhir in the 340. This is showing 337 again but actually it is chapter 3 text 40 of Bhagavad Gita. Indriyani Mano Budhir Asyadhishthānam uccyate etair vimohayatyesha jñānam dehinam The senses the mind and the intelligence are the sitting places of this lust. Through them, lust covers the real knowledge of the living entity and bewilders him. Now, in the Purport Prabhupada said, the enemy has captured different strategic positions in the body of the conditioned soul, and therefore Lord Krishna is giving hints of those places so that one who wants to conquer the enemy may know where he can be found. So, now we have more information about our enemy, lust. Firstly, we know that now lust is our enemy. Lust, anger, and everything. Kama, Kama Anuja. Krodha is called Kama Anuja. Anuja means younger brother. Agraja means elder brother. Sagrajatam. Sri Rupam, Sagrajatam. We say every time. Sri Rupam, Rupa Goswami, Sa Agrajatam. With his elder brother Sanatana Goswami. Sri Rupam, Sagrajatam, Sahagana Raghunathan Mitam, Sa Advaitam, Sa Vadhutam, Avadhutam means Nityanandrava. So, in this way. So, uh, Agraja Anuja. So, Kama Anuja means uh, Krodha and all the others. Because lust is first. After lust, Krodha comes. So, it is younger brother of lust. So, like this. So, this is our enemy. First of all, we know that. Now, Krishna is giving an hint where the enemy is actually sitting. So that we can attack. Where is it? Indriyani, what is it? Mano Three places Indriyani, senses, the mind, and the intelligence. Oh, these are our powerhouses. Like suppose the enemy has come and attacked our defense uh, building, our Ministry of Defense uh, building, suppose. Oh, that is the most, that is the hub of all our defense activities. The enemy has taken over that itself. Our chief uh, weapons have already been captured by enemy. So, in this time, you cannot fight with the enemy. Because already at the our heart of the our problem. So, now you have to turn his mind and make him into friends. You have to turn the tide against him. Like, make him into friend. That can be done by employing it in Krishna's service. Now, we will see how to do that. There is a... Okay, I will first take out this Prabodhananda Saraswati. This is how a devotee feels about the senses or the lust, you see. Kaival yamna rakayate, tridasapura, kasapushpayate, Durdan tendriakala sarpa patali, Proth kata damstrayate, Visham purna sukayate with him a bhavavatam, Tamgaura mevasthuma this is okay <clears throat> this is exactly not the exact translation but we will just read anyway it's the same thing elaborated a little bit more sri chaitanya mahaprabhu has perfectly enunciated and broadcast the process of bhakti yoga consequently consequently for one who has taken shelter at the lotus feet of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu the highest perfection of mayavadi is Kaivalya or merging or becoming one with the Supreme is considered hellish. Okay, To say nothing of the Karmis aspiration to be promoted to the heavenly planets. Karmis they want to go to heaven, devotee is not interested. The Jnanis they want Kaivalya, Mukti, devotee is not interested. And devotees consider such goals to be worthless phantasmagorias, simply some dreaming, you know, daydreaming. There are also yogis who try to control the, control their senses but they can never succeed without coming to the stage of devotional service. The senses are compared to poisonous snakes. But the senses of a bhakta engaged in the service of the Lord are like snakes with their poisonous fangs removed. So This is how a devotee feels about lust. It has no power to attack him because the poison fangs of the snake are removed. You cannot bite him and poison him. Uh, the yogi tries to suppress his senses but even great mystics like Vishwamitra fail in the attempt. Vishwamitra was conquered by his senses when he was captivated by Menaka during his meditation. She later gave birth to Shakuntala. The wisest persons in the world therefore are the Bhakti yogis. This is going in a different way. But and Vishwampoorna Sukhayate some of the things are not explained actually. Vishwampoorna Sukhayate devotees is always happy even in this material world. Because for him, doesn't matter. He is always in the service of the Lord, whether here or in the spiritual world. It doesn't really matter to him. And, Vidhi uh, Mahendra, this is a Big, Vidhi means Brahma. Mahendra, Indra, all these great demigods are like Keetayate. Kita means insect. They become no, no more important than the insects, cockroach, for devotee. That doesn't mean he actually kills them with a the poison spray. He cannot do it. <laughs> But, you know, it is, he sees everybody equal, the cockroach and Indra, same, Brahma, same, because living entity only, soul only, inside, it is a different body only. So, Pandita, Samadarsina, and he doesn't worship them, he respects them, but he doesn't worship them, because they cannot give moksha, they cannot give bhakti, they cannot give, so, Krishna worships only, uh, devotee worships only Krishna, but respects all living entities, whether it be Brahma or cockroach. That doesn't mean we let cockroaches infest the place. No, that is also cannot be done. <laughs> those who are disturbing the service of the Lord, they must be eradicated. First of all, they must be clean. They will not come. And if they do, then like, you know, once uh, Prabhupada, um, the devotees were very compassionate upon uh, some pigeon, a crow. Because crow, it was making a nest in the temple hall in the ceiling. Chandler there, he was making nest and every time dropping stool in the temple room. So the devotees um, propose what we should do, we cannot kill, you know. Uh, drive them away, what nonsense, what is this nonsense? Drive them away from here. How can you uh, allow the temple to be, you know, uh, messed up by these birds? So, we, our, compassion doesn't mean that, uh, that somebody is coming here and you know, disturbing our service to the deities, okay, oh, compassion, you know, come and do whatever you want. Now that is not compassion, drive him away, so like that, so we should not allow these contaminations. But the thing is, a devotee sees Brahma and insect on the same level. Um, Who has attained the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he can feel these things. So now, now we are not in that stage. Karma is fully attacking us, we have not made friends with it, we are now serving it, it is still our enemy, so how, what we should do now. Now, <clears throat> the best way to conquer this enemy as we understood is to make friends and the friendship means not that oh karma, you have come, okay I will become your friend, you are asking me to enjoy this girl I will enjoy, no that is not friend, that means. The Kama is preaching to you. We should be preaching to Kama. <laughs> Kama is preaching to us now. Come, come. That means we are enemy. Kama is our enemy. Kama should not. Kama should listen to us. Like the tortoise. Whenever he wants, he puts his legs out and uses And whenever he wants, he will withdraw. And he will appear like a shell only. So, if his legs, his senses are fully under his control, whenever he wants to exhibit, whenever there is need, he will exhibit, otherwise he will withdraw. So, devotee, of course, we have to engage with the world, but he will engage only when he wants to and he will engage in his way, according to the directions of Krishna, not by the dictation of Maya. And that's what we should do now. We should take dictation from Krishna and engage in that way. Hmm. So, now, we will first look at, um, I think 5 verses, 6 verses, wow, 9, okay, try to finish as quickly as possible, now, this is, where are we, 517.3, <laughs> what is it even showing, no, this is seven one twenty six. this is very wild, huh? It's showing 5.17.3, actually, it is 7.1.26. Let me check once more. Yeah, it's 7.126. Okay. Tasma dvairanu bandhena nirvairena bhayenava snehat kamenavat vayunjat kathanchin prithak. Therefore, by enmity or by devotional service, by fear, by affection or by lusty desire, hearing, attention, what are the three th- what are the things, what are the things, what did I say, here, here, here. Therefore, by enmity or by devotional service, by fear, by affection or by lusty desire, by all of these or any one of them, if a conditioned soul somehow or other concentrates his mind upon the Lord, the result is the same. For the Lord, because of his blissful position, is never affected by enmity or friendship. So, if somehow or other we can contact the Lord, with all these feelings, if we can contact the Lord somehow. Now, he makes it more clear. Next few verses. How to contact the Lord with these feelings? The next verse. 7.1.27 Yathā <speaking> vairāṇu <in> Bandhena <Hebrew> martyastan mayatam yāt natathā bhakti yogena itime matihi Narad Muni continued. This is Narad Muni actually speaking to Yudhishthir Maharaj. By devotional service, one cannot achieve such intense absorption in thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one can through enmity toward Him. That is my opinion. Here, actually, <laughs> Narad Muni is quite uh, humble. Prabhupada explains in the purport. Because Narad Muni is saying, by devotional service, one cannot achieve such intense absorption in thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one can, through enmity toward him. Means by being his enemy, we can be even more strongly attached to Krishna than by being devoted. But, uh, Muni actually, I mean Prabhupada actually explains this in the purport, that Muni, out of his humility, he is considering himself as lower than even the enemies of Krishna. And they have more attachment for Krishna than me. He is seeing like that. But, uh, actually, Krishna no kulena hmm. Krishna What is that? Anasakti Savishyan Yatar No, no. What is that? Bhakti Ruttama? What? Anukulena Krishna no silenum. Jnana karma dana. anyabhilashita bilashita <coughs> anyabhilashita yam jnana karma anukulyana krishnanu anukulyana means favorably. We should serve Krishna favorably, not against him. Not pratikulya. Anukulya. krishnanu Bhakti bhaktiruttama That is actually devotion. But here Naradmuri is saying the opposite. But that is out of his own humility. We have another example of this humility as in the Bhaktivinu Thakur. He also wrote in the song Asura Sakala Pailo Charana we know the Thakila Bhosi Vinodha Thakila Bhosi huh? Asura Sakala Pailo Charana All the Asuras we say Ravana is a rascal, Hiranagashiku is a rascal Shishupala is a nonsense fellow but all of them have gone back to the Lord I am still sitting in this material world huh? <laughs> what kind of rascal I am at least they have attained the Lord the Lord has personally killed them how fortunate they are to, for, for them to be personally killed by the Lord We are calling them rascals. Who am I? At least they have attained the Lord's lotus feet. They have attained perfection of life. I still haven't attained. So I am a worse rascal than all these demons. So this is how, this is the humility of devotee. In that song, Gopinath, Mama's Nivedana Suno. The last line of that song. Bhaktivano he writes like that. So Naradman is also saying like that, you see. But now, next he will explain more, 28-29, you see here, uh, let me see, this is the one, yeah, we will read the translation because you know, it is becoming a little late. A grass worm, this is an important point, actually Madhav Prabhu testified this, because in Maharashtra there is an insect which actually experiences this, I will read out. A grass worm, it's a kind of worm, confined in the in a hole of a wall hmm, by a bee, always thinks of the bee in fear, because this bee, there are certain bees, they, they, they catch this grass worm and then put inside a hole and trap them inside and then later eat. So when they are trapped, the grass worm is always in fear of the bee. Extreme fear, because it is death for the grassworm. So, always thinks of the bee in fear and enmity and later becomes a bee simply because of such remembrance. The grass worm becomes the bee without changing body in that life itself. First, I did not believe. Of course, we have to believe. We are forced to believe. We have to. But, I... Where is a, such an example even, I was thinking, where uh, grassworm will become a bee, uh, Madhaprabhu, you uh, know, our devotee, so he said there is such a thing, in Maharashtra also they, they have seen in the village like this. So the grassworm, without changing body, he has become, taken, become the body of the bee because of his constant meditation on the bee. That means, by just... Our association, our thinking, we are changing our body. So even though we may be non-devotee, by constantly thinking of Krishna, it will become so absorbed but our, that our body becomes spiritualized even in this life. We don't have to wait for death and next then go back to Vaikuntha. Jivan Mukta, Harer avasthaso, Jivan Mukta Ah. Even living in this world, he is called Jivan Mukta. Living in this world, he is still already Mukta Purush. How? Ihayasya Haredasya Karmana Manasa Gira. By our actions, by our words, and by our mind. Three things. If we serve Krishna, then we are already liberated even in this material world. Uh, like the, you see, the, the grassworm has turned into a bee. Without even dying in the same body, it has become the bee because of his constant meditation on the being, in fear and enmity. Similarly, if the conditioned souls somehow or other think of Krishna, who is Sachidananda Vigraha, they will become free from their sins. Whether thinking of him as their worshipable lord or an enemy, because of constantly thinking of him, they will regain their spiritual bodies. Now, even enemy, like Kamsa or Shishupala, actually this question was asked because of Shishupala. Yudhishthira Maharaj, before this, he asked the question. You know, we all saw, this is actually, you know, when Yudhishthira Maharaj is speaking to Muni In the Rajasuya sacrifice. When Shishupala insulted Krishna hundred times and Krishna killed him with the Sudarshan Chakra. And everybody there present could see that the soul of Shishupala's body in the bright light came out from the Shishupala's body and went straight into Krishna. Everybody saw it. Actually soul nobody can see. But Krishna made it like that. That everybody could see a bright light when Krishna released his chakra and it hit Shishupala and severed his neck from his body. And then as he fell to the ground the bright light from his heart came out and then into Krishna. So Ijishri Maharaj is asking that question to Naradmani. How is it that he has attained the perfection of going to the Lord even though he has been such a great enemy of the Lord. So, how is it that Shishupala achieved the same greatness, great uh, same perfection? Then, Ardhamu is explaining these things. These things is actually in reply to Shishupala's position only. So, whether thinking of him as a worshipable Lord or an enemy, because of constantly thinking of him, they will regain their spiritual bodies. Now further he says, this verse we must chant. This is because very important verse. <clears throat> so you see, Kamad yatha mana. Aveshetad agham bahavastad gatim Many, many persons have attained liberation simply by thinking of Krishna with great attention and giving up sinful activities. This great attention may be due to lusty desires, inimical feelings, fear, affection or devotional service. I shall now explain how one receives Krishna's mercy simply by concentrating one's mind upon him. Now the next verse is also an important one. He gives examples of those who have actually done this. Gopya ha kama dbhayat kamso dvesha chai nirpaha Vibho. My dear King Yudhishthira, the gopis by their lusty desires, Kamsa by his fear, Shishupala and other kings by envy, the yadus by their familial relationship with Krishna, you Pandavas by your great affection for Krishna, and we the general devotees by our devotional service have obtained the mercy of Krishna. This is the way we can transform the lust by using all these things which are actually our enemies in Krishna's service. Then they will become friends. So now, this is 7126 through 7131 all. Now we will go to another section in the 10th canto, 29th chapter, 15th verse. There is also the same thing, but uh, some more nuance, nuance is explained here. Kamam Krodham Bhayam Sneham Aikyam Sauhurdame <laughs> Vacha Nityam Haro Vidadhato Yantitan Mayatam Hite Persons who constantly direct their lust, anger, fear. Protective affection, feeling of impersonal oneness or friendship toward Lord Hari are sure to become absorbed in thought of him. Now, here. Now, okay, we have to transfer our lust towards Krishna. So, now, suppose I feel lusty towards girl, then I want to transform that lust towards Krishna. come. So if I want to transform that lust towards Krishna, I cannot have, you know, oh now I'm a gopi and now I, I have, uh, you know, Krishna is coming and dancing with me. Actually Prabhupada gave example of one lady who wrote a book like that about Krishna. That, you know, last night Krishna came and pulled my sari and, you know, asking me to come for Raslila. It's a rubbish nonsense, you know, we are not, we are not, this is not the meaning of employee or karma or lust in uh, Krishna service. So that is explained actually in the purport of this verse. Although it is 11 11th Kanto purport, which is not by Prabhupada, but it actually it is the quotation of Madhvacharya. So, we will read the Madhvacharya's, you see here. Srila Madhvacharya has quoted a statement from the Skanda Puran that emphatically declares persons like the gopis to be liberated souls beyond the pale of material illusion. Kamitvam Natumuktim Vinabhavet Kamita Yavapi Bhakti Matam Eternal conjugal attraction to Krishna expressed in pure devotional service cannot develop in one who is all not already liberated. Thus, those who are devoted to Lord Hari, even in conjugal attraction, are already liberated. Hmm. So first we must be liberated in order to have these seemingly lusty feelings towards Krishna, like the gopis have. So it cannot be imitated. That's why Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said Prakrita Sahajiyas. Prakrita Sahajiya means one who is material, in the material world he has not been liberated but he wants to be like the gopi and dress himself like a girl and you know all nonsense. There are actually people who do that. They take all rules to be very cheaply you know these are all for those who are all fallen souls. I am gopi so I don't need to follow. They have illicit sexual connections and all these things. So now, he further elaborates. Srila Madhvacharya then quotes from the Padma Puran to classify the essential point that one cannot be liberated simply by lusting after Lord Krishna, but rather only by possessing conjugal attraction in pure devotional service. Sneha bhaktaha sadadeva kamit senapsarastriyaha kaschit kāmena bhaktya The demigods are always affectionately devoted to the Lord and the young ladies of heaven called Apsaras have lusty feelings toward him, although some of them have pure devotion for him, untainted by material lust. Hmm. Only these latter Apsaras who are ready for liberation, those who have untainted devotion to the Lord, they... um, are ready for liberation because without bona fide devotional service, one cannot possibly achieve liberation. What is bona fide liberation? Uh, what is bona fide devotional service? That's a very important point. Bona fide devotional service. Shruti Smriti Puranadi Pancharatriki with him Vina Bhaktir Utpata yaiva kalpate. We will come back here. See, in the Bhaktara Samrata Sindhu it is is said, what is this? Devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas and Narada Pancharatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. So we have to engage in devotional service as stated in the scriptures. First, Vaidhi Bhakti, follow the rules and regulations, the preliminary rules first. We cannot say that how long Prabhu, how long I should practice only basics. I am not advanced, no. 20 years into the movement, how you can say, I am still asking me to come for Mangal Arati and chanting Hare Krishna and you know, what is this 10 offences, all basics. (laughs) I am too advanced Prabhu, already 20 years I am doing, I should go to the next level. The next level is to follow all these things without fail. And with complete attachment. That is the next level. See, nothing changes. When you become advanced and advanced and advanced, you don't give up one process and take another process. No. You continue the same process. We are chanting Hare Krishna. Haditha Ashtakura also is chanting Hare Krishna only. He is not doing something else. But the level of chanting, the consciousness in the chanting, the attention in the chanting, the love in the chanting, the aparadha in the chanting, that is the difference. The quality is different. Not something else, newer and newer things I must do. No. The same thing you do, but with quality. More quality, more quality, more intense, more intense. The milk is also milk. And the Rabadi is also milk. Is cooked down milk. You cook it down, cook it down, cook it down, and it becomes very thick and sweet. Kheer. Or Rabadi. So, it becomes sweet. So, it is the same thing. But more concentrated, more intensified. So devotional service is the means and it is the end. It is not means to another end. What we will be, what will we get? What will we get? It's like a twister. What, what will we get when we engage in devotional service? We get only devotional service. We don't get something else. We get pure devotional service. Now we are doing in contaminated devotional service. We will get uncontaminated, unalloyed devotional service. That's what we will get. So it is the means and it is the end. It is different from the Mayavadis. They also worship deities sometimes. But they treat it as an envelope. What is the meaning? Now I am doing this, but when I reach the ultimate stage, which they don't know what it is, they cannot even describe it. Because it does not exist, first of all. How can you describe something when it does not exist? So, it does not exist, but they think there is something, vimukta So, when they reach that, that ultimate so called vagueness, so then they have, they, you can give up deity worship. That is the ultimate, this is the means towards that. They sometimes may even chant, do some japa and all that, but they think all this is means to that end of impersonal merging into the absolute. No, no, no. They treat it as an envelope, they say an envelope and the letter. The letter is inside the envelope. Now when you are posting, the letter is not important, envelope is important. You give the letter to the post office, they will throw in the dustbin because they don't know where to put. You need an address, you need an envelope, then only they will send, then only it will go to that person. But when it reaches the person, the envelope is the first thing to be discarded the letter becomes important. So, they say that these deity worship or whatever, whatever so-called bhakti that we do now is the envelope. It is meant to take us there. Where? They don't know. They don't know actually where it is. They think some void, something, impersonal. But when we reach that, then this, all things, envelope can be discarded. This is their idea. But they don't understand that in the spiritual aspect there is no difference between inside and outside here in the material now we have soul inside we are the soul inside and we have body outside so there is difference between soul and body we are enveloped by this body for example uh, but in the absolute world there is no difference between the inside and the outside because they don't know this truth about the absolute they still treat it as duality or oh, there is envelope there is a letter but there is no difference between the envelope and the letter. This they don't understand. The deity and the Lord is the same. The holy name of the Lord we are chanting and the Lord himself was the same. It is not something else. So this absoluteness, this Ekathvam they don't understand of the Lord. Ekathvam doesn't mean everything is merging into one variety-less lump. No. It means that in everything, unity in diversity. Unity in diversity everything is diverse everything is existing at the same time everything is related to the lord and in the spiritual world everything is the lord the lords abhinatva nama Namanamino. no difference between krishna his name his fame his, his paraphernalia his deity there's no difference between all these things so whether and his devotees entourage so whether we attract, get attracted to krishna or his devotees, or his name, or his everything, everything is the same. Or his prasadam. Many people are attracted to prasadam. Fine. Don't be shy. Eat prasadam. So slowly, buddhi paryavatishthate. Buddhi we will get, slowly. prasadhe sarva dukha naam hanera jayate. prasanna cheta sao hiyashu buddhi paryavatishthate. And we will get the buddhi to understand Krishna. Hmm. So, this is bona fide devotional service. So, we cannot immediately uh, have lusty feelings for Krishna. This is not the way, you know. Actually, I will tell you my own example. Um, you know, out of all the... I was also a fool. I mean, still a fool, but I was more of a fool before. So, in the beginning, when I was chanting, I mean, reading Prabhupada's books, I was reading an act of devotion. This was way back in 2005, I think. So, I was reading an actor of devotion. Then, I saw... Chivalry. Chivalry means like Bhishma. He wanted to fight, you know, he wanted to be on the opposite side of Krishna in the war, you know, and he wanted to challenge Krishna. That Either you give up your promise or I give, you, I will, you, what? Either Arjuna has to be killed or you have to take up weapons. Krishna made two promises. I will not fight. I will not take any weapons in this war. And, uh, what is that? I will protect Arjuna. So, and Krishna actually clever. He asked Arjuna to do it. Before the war started, Bhagavad Gita was spoken. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said, Arjuna, you say to the world that my devotee will never perish. I will take care of my devotee. You say. You may ask, why? He, he can say, why? Both are sitting there. Why he cannot say? Because he knew that later on Bhishma will come with another promise. He will be in a fix. Because both are devotees. Bhishma is devotee, Arjuna is also devotee. So, if he promised to Arjuna something, then he cannot break that promise. And if Bhishma also, he cannot break that promise. But his promise, he can compromise for his devotee. So, he said, Arjuna, you say. So, because why? He wanted to make his own promise weaker. His own promise was that he will not fight in the war. But his devotee's promise, Arjuna's promise was that his devotee will never perish. And Bhishma's promise rail on was, Oh! Krishna is very clever. Huh? Okay. Tomorrow I will fight in such a way that either Krishna has to stop his promise of not fighting. He has to start fighting or if he, want, if he wishes to keep his promise, Arjuna will be dead. Now what? Krishna... Wanted to kill Arjuna. Uh, So, Bhishma wanted to kill Arjuna. That is Bhishma's promise. Arjuna said, a devotee cannot be killed. Both devotees, which promise? So, he wanted to keep both promises. He cannot. So, his own promise he compromised. He took up weapons. Then, Bhishma Dev was happy. Okay, he gave up the desire to kill Arjuna. So, so when I was reading this thing, so chivalry is there. So, chivalrous mood that. That fighting spirit, that also can be engaged in Krishna service. I was a fool because at that time I was learning martial arts. I said, "Oh, this is good. I will continue my martial arts and have the chivalrous relationship with God." I was thinking, but how to do it? How to how to how to fight with the Lord? I don't know. Bhishma dev would actually see the Lord. Okay, fine. How to do this? I was actually wondering how to do. It. Then I read, "We cannot imitate." It. <laughs> what, what is? First of all, we follow Vaidhi Bhakti Chan Hare Krishna, Okay, then I gave up my Kung Fu. Uh, nonsense. This is an arbitrary. Give up. So, that's how it happened. So, we cannot concoct our ways. Shruti Smriti Purana. We have to follow the uh, regulations. So, in, towards the end. Thus, devotional service is not Yogyam or appropriate unless free from material lust. Hmm. Now, we have material lust, then how? It is not appropriate. Yeah, it is not perfect, but just do it. Because by doing it only, we become perfect. Because that is the means and that is the end. One should not take cheaply the gopi's achievement of personal association with Lord Krishna and the conjugal relationship with the Lord. Sri who has quoted the following verses from the varaha Purana Patitvena shriopasyo brah- brahmana me pat- ticha, pita mahatyanyesham tridashanam Janardana. The goddess Lakshmi worships Lord Janardhan as her husband, Lord Brahma worships him as his (coughs) father, and the other demigods worship him as their grandfather. Understood? Lakshmi considers him husband, Brahma considers him as father, and because Brahma is the father of all the demigods, Pitamaha. Now, (coughs) Prapitamaho me Bhagavan Iti Sarva Janasya tu. Guru Sri Brahmano Vishnu suranam Gurur Guru You See Thus people in general Sarvajana What is that? Guru uh, Iti Sarvajanasyatu Sarvajanas means people in general Thus people in general should think The Supreme Lord is my great grandfather Lord Vishnu is the Supreme uh, Is the spiritual master of Brahma And thus the Guru of the Guru of the demigods Gurur Jagato daivam Brahma is the spiritual master of this universe and Vishnu is the eternally worshipable deity. With this understanding and not otherwise, one should worship the Lord. You see, the above injunctions apply to Sarvajana. All people in general, thus one should follow these injunctions until one achieves the exalted platform of intimate relationship with the Supreme Lord. So until then we have to consider him as prap- Prapitama. <laughs> so again, this is coming to the same point of Dasa Dasanu Dasa. Become Das Dasa Dasanu Dasa. In that humble position, take up. Don't become directly gopi, some you know. You know what kind of high level is that? Prab- Prabhupada said even to think oneself as the gopi is uh, impersonalism. Impersonalism. Why? Because that is trying to merge with the gopis. You are not there. We should always become servant of the servant of the servant of the gopis. Not become one with the gopi. You know, I am also as good as the gopi. It's like saying I am also as good as Krishna. Because they are personal expansions of Krishna. They're not normal living entities. Uh, so we cannot think ourselves. Oh, now I am Nand Maharaj. I like I am like Nand Maharaj. Same feeling. No. The Authentic devotees, they follow in the footsteps of such Vrajavasis. They don't assume themselves to be Vrajavasis. To assume oneself is impersonalism. Even Brahma is saying, let me become a grass in Vrindavan, so that the gopis and the cows, they can put their dust on my head. The foot dust, can, that dust can come on my head. Let me become a grass in Vrindavan. Uh, that is devotional service. Not that Krishna, I want to be gopi. I am better than Radharani. Finish. Finish. That is why we are here. That is why we are in this material world because we thought we are big time. So Krishna is showing us how small time we are. So, of course, there are more verses, but we will I think stop here. Any questions or comments? So, this is how to defeat material lust basically. To engage in Krishna's service. Actually, no, one more. One more last. This is a, how can we end this class. Actually, there are so many nice verses in Mukundamala Stotra about engaging uh, senses in Krishna's service. But we will see this Bhagavatam verse. This is Maharaj Ambarish. This is what we can do. Big, big things we cannot do. Small, small things we can do. What is that? Savaymana Krishna Padaravindayor Vacham Sivay Gunanu Varnane Karo hare man diramar janadi sho, Shrutim chakara chutasat kato dee, Mukundalinga layadarshan e drisho, Tadbrityagatras parishinga sangamam, Granam chatat pa, the saroja saura rasanam tadar pite, Pado harekshetra padanusarpane, Shiro rishikesha, This is Ambarish Maharaj's way of devotional service, which we can all engage in. Maharaj Ambarish always engaged his mind in meditating upon the lotus feet of Krishna. His words in describing the glories of the Lord, his hands in cleansing the Lord's temple, and his ears in hearing the words spoken by Krishna or about Krishna. He engaged his eyes in seeing the deity of Krishna, Krishna's temples and Krishna's places like Mathura and Vrindavan. He engaged his sense of touch in touching the body of the Lord's devotees. He engaged his sense of smell in smelling the fragrance of Tulusi offered to the Lord and incense. Uh, And he engaged his tongue in tasting the Lord's prasada. He engaged his legs in walking to the holy places and temples of the Lord, his head in bowing down before the Lord, and all his desires in serving the Lord 24 hours a day. Indeed, Maharaj Ambarish never desired anything for his own sense gratification. He engaged all his senses in devotional service, in various engagements related to the Lord. This is the way to increase attachment for the Lord and be completely free from all material desires. The way to defeat karma... Because the desires will come, keep on coming, right? It's not that one time you have uh, conquered a yeah, winner. No, next year, it will be like waves, it will be coming. Every day we are tested, every moment. So, how? How to deal with this? Engage always in Krishna's service. Use them in Krishna's service. Then what will happen? Apuryamanam <laughs> samudramapah This is in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, text 70. Does $10,000 mean a lot to you? It means, right? Does it mean a lot to Bill Gates? Why? Millions and billions at his disposal. So, when our cup is small, you fill it with water and it will overflow. It will become overwhelmed with the supply of water. But an ocean, tons and tons of water are coming into the ocean in the form of rivers at every second. Millions of tons at every second. You will never see the ocean becoming agitated because of that or its level is increasing because of that, no. Because it has so much water, it doesn't make a difference. So to be able to handle the incessant flow of karma that comes. Because Maya keeps on attacking, even though you are strong or weak, it will keep on trying. Even if it means to hit the mountain wall, it will keep on hitting. Because by drop and drop, a mountain can be weathered. That philosophy it uses. I will drop by drop, I will attack. No, this mountain, you may be strong, but you know, let me attack, attack, keep on attacking. One day, it will break. So, he will keep on trying, Maya will keep on trying, but we should not be like the mountain, we should be like the ocean. Ocean has so much water. How many millions of tons of water also doesn't make a difference. That means, in other words, we should be in such a state that our happiness is like the ocean. This karma is offering, hey, come, come, I have some happiness. But what is this river of happiness? I have, so much happiness. I don't need you. It's not agitated, Our so ocean is not agitated by the entry of rivers. This example is given in the second chapter, 70th verse. See, a person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires that enter like the rivers into the ocean, which is ever being filled, but is always still, can alone achieve peace and not the man who strives to satisfy such desires. So we should be, in other words we should be so happy in Krishna's service that this karma will not ent- will not uh, entice us because there is certainly some happiness in the material sense gratification but it is a drop compared to the ocean of Krishna consciousness. So if you have the ocean the drop doesn't make any difference. Only with that you can control the desire not that Kama is coming. <clears throat> I will now only control my senses. No, that is not how you do it. <laughs> That's not how you guard against the Kama. You should have so much more of happiness that when Kama comes, you will spit at it. <laughs> you will spit at it. Actually, there is a verse Yamunacharya has said. After I have achieved Krishna consciousness, when the sex life, the thought of sex life comes, you see, at that time, also thought of sex life is coming because that is how maya is you'll always come hey come come i have nice woman see passing by this is maya so when the thought comes i will spit at the, i'm spitting at the thought now previously i used to enjoy but now i'm spitting at the thought after achieving krishna consciousness so we should be so full first that is the only way to defeat so that means we have to be intensely engaged in krishna service with full understanding with full attention Another thing is, even if you engage in so many devotional service, if you don't understand what you are doing, which is why I want to conduct these classes, I think from uh, Friday onwards, maybe, online class, on brushing up the basics. What is samsara dava nalalidha loka song means? We are singing every day means how much more important it is. Why is it made to sing every day? Why we have like a morning program like, this song after this song after this song, why? We have to do something, otherwise will not look like a temple, right? No. There is a reason why we do these things. Because those are to be remembered. Why we chant Sikshashtaka? Why we chant arati We remember, we constantly remember the importance of these things. That's why we chant it so many times. But if we don't even know what we are chanting, if we don't know the meaning of these songs, then what is the use? The whole purpose is lost. Physically present, mentally absent, spiritually absent, completely absent. So, we have to know these things. We have to know. And then engage in full, full conviction, full faith, full... Involvement, mentally and physically uh, and soulfully. So in that way, we can completely be happy in Krishna Consciousness and nothing will disturb. We don't need to try try very hard to control our senses. Uh, We will automatically be able to control because the senses will become our friend, no more our enemy. But we have to constantly engage in Krishna's service with understanding and attention. Attentive chanting, attentive service, everything attentive. Not like daydreaming, doing something, this thing, it's not desirable, attentive, everything. Alright, that's quite a lot. I remember again, I was just saying that the material world is like the bhaf-saga and all these senses and the, all the things that arise from the senses like the tide which carries us away. But yeah. if we take to Krishna's service, we become Krishna conscious, then this whole material also becomes a task. Yeah. we can jump ten at a time. Yeah. Ten Bhavasagras at a time, we can jump. <laughs> <clears throat> if we take shelter of Krishna. Good example. So, this is in the tenth. What is this verse? You know, when you say Prabhupada said, you should always know that it is from Shastra. Hmm. Now, for devotees, of course, we accept whatever Prabhupada says, is Prabhupada said. That's it. When you are telling outsider, somebody who is, you know, absolutely newcomer, you know, Prabhupada said this, who cares? You know, so, Shastra. Both you must know. Prabhupada, where he said what? And also Shastra said. That is, our, that is what Prabhupada's teaching is actually. We have to know our stuff. So in the 10th canto, 14th chapter, 58th verse. Mm-hmm. Samasritaya padalava plavam, mahatpadam punya shomura, bhavam vatsa padam param, param, param padam padam vipadam nate sham. That is the actual verse for that. So the ocean of material existence will become water in a calf's hoofprint. Ten at a time we can <laughs> That's a very nice example. Yeah. uh <coughs> the by our consciousness then we actually begin to question why I am I suffering. Mm. So why one person questions why the other doesn't even care. There mm. like is what is the difference between a devotee and uh, So the question is by a lot of suffering then we come to question about why we are suffering. So that is when we actually start to become start to inquire into life about what is life and who we are and all these things and We come to devotional service. So why some people question and some people do not, even after going through all sufferings, they don't question about their spiritual nature. So it should also have we should also have piety. It is actually not by just enjoying the material world that you will come to understand that it is actually a fault, faulty place to enjoy for enjoyment that is actually some of the so called spiritualists, they also come up with this understanding, they actually preach like this, that you enjoy your material senses, you know, Um, Osho, I think Osho group, they say like this, you enjoy your material senses to the max, after that you will yourself become, ah this is what is this, I will give up, you will get renunciation, so that is their philosophy, just like if you, suppose you like uh, Laddu, How to make you fed up of Ladu? Give you more Ladus, serve you only Ladus, dozen Ladus and you will fed up, completely fed up of Ladu. <laughs> so, this is their philosophy of uh, coming out of the sensory, sensual happiness, sensual engagement. But they do not uh, forget, they, they forget the fact that. You can be fed up for a while. Give you another 24 hours, you will again be craving for laddus. This is how material... We have to have a permanent solution. Material happiness, if you try to enjoy it, just like a, it is said, that man, he wants to have sex. But after having sex, he will regret. Ah, why did I do it? But he will only regret for a while. Even the woman. After pregnancy, after childbirth, she will say, I will never do it again. So painful. Two months later, she will be again pregnant. Why? Because it is only momentary. Uh, that that understanding, even graveyard. They say uh, graveyard realization. Prabhupada said, uh, "What is it? Cemetery realization. Cemetery. When somebody has passed away, everybody goes to cemetery and you know funeral, and then you know, it's a very grave situation. Nobody laughs. Even if they get laughed, they will cover their mouth. Whatever. Nobody is supposed to laugh there. You know, every, very grave. Everybody is sad." And everybody will talk. You know, after all, you know what? What? What is life? You know. They talk big, big words. Next week they are in, found in the cinema, cinema theater, watching the next movie, release, new movie, latest release. Rajnikant or I think now he is old already. Now who, who is the next one? Somebody. Rithik Roshan is also old. Next latest hero they will, you know. Oh, this movie. has started. Let's watch what has the realization happened what happened to the realization that oh, everything is waste you know this what is the use of this life all that what happened two days two days only maybe two hours some for some people so dridhavrata Yesham to antagatam papam Punya punyakarmanam te moha nirmukta bhajanti mam dridhavrata that dridhavrata strong determination to serve krishna that will only come if we have heaps and heaps of pious activities so we have to have some pious background in order to. Not everybody. If the desire is not there, it cannot happen. So if they are still, they do not understand. That means they are still in the foolish level. They still have need more kicking, more kicking. After some time, they will maybe after few hundreds of thousands of lifetimes, maybe they will again wake up to the idea that hey, what am I doing? You know. Yeah. So uh, there is a question actually here, because the class is going very 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 long. So we will address some of the questions here. I think one question only probably, hopefully. (laughs) Um, So there is Manmataji saying, I am a psychology student, there are two theories of self realization they are given by Abraham. Maslow's theory of self-actualization and explains that there is a hierarchy of needs if we, if we satisfy each needs in the hierarchical order then only gets the realization. another one is Karl Roger's theory Roger's theory. It explains that our each sense organs do their function in its full potential we get self-realization they both then both the theory is foolishness Oh is the is are both the theory is foolishness ah uh, yes. Because the Karl Rogers theory is the same, okay. Full involvement of senses, and eventually you will no, you will not get self-realization in that way. And theory of self-actualization, that there is a hierarchy of needs, and if we satisfy each need in the hierarchical order, then only gets one gets this realization. No, no. Everything is satisfied by Krishna consciousness. These these philosophers they come up with all kinds of philosophy, but we understand that only by devotional service can we actually conquer. At once, why is Krishna called Govinda? He gives pleasure to the senses. Hierarchy, the whole hierarchy of senses, mind, intelligence, everything, he gives Govinda. But if we want to extract pleasure from Govinda, oh, he is giver of pleasure to the senses, okay, okay, give me pleasure. No, he will not give. The way he will give pleasure is when we give pleasure to him. When we cooperate with his pleasure, automatically we will become pleasurable. That's so I think we'll stop here. Shrimad Bhagavad Gita ki Shila